Join the conversation with the Morning Majlis. Pulse 95. Work on the Sharjah Airport expansion has begun. A 2.4 billion dirham project to be completed in 2027 will take the the terminal's capacity to about 20 million passengers on an annual basis. The work started after the laying of the foundation stone by His Highness Sheikh Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, Crown Prince and Deputy Ruler of Sharjah. And what a project to look forward to. Yes, the Crown Prince actually viewed a montage showing detailed plans for the terminal project, which cost about 1.235 billion dirhams and uh, you know that just raises the capacity to 20 million passengers annually so the expansion will separately um, or actually separate the arrivals from the departures and also renew the systems and facilities and his highness Sheikh Sultan bin Mohammed was also briefed on the project's features and the add-ons such as increasing the number of self-check-in machines electronic boarding gates waiting lounges food courts and also a hotel for the transit passengers and he uh, his highness also received a detailed explanation regarding the airport and the communications technology systems which improve operational efficiency of course and uh, on the other hand the deputy ruler also witnessed the Sharjah Airport Authority signing ceremony of the main contractor for the terminal project. I mean, rightly so that this expansion is happening. We we saw an influx or we saw some of the figures that, that were released for 2023 of the passengers that were going through Sharjah Airport. It was exponential and it was ever increasing. So this expansion, in my eyes, is rightly so. And we had the privilege of speaking to CEO of Air Arabia, Adel Ali, about the expansion that they're doing them, themselves in, ter- in terms of the destinations. So with that in hand, and Air Arabia, of course, are based from the airport and using that as a hub, it makes only sense that, yes, we expand our destinations from an Air Arabia's perspective, but let's also expand the airport to really welcome, you could say, all of the influx of passengers that will come from this expansion of destinations. Yeah, it's been amazing in terms of aircraft movement and in terms of the cargo as well. Let's not forget the importance um, that the, the Sharjah, important role the Sharjah has to play when it comes to the cargo developments uh, because you've got the uh, the new destinations. We, we, we're catering to Phuket recently. We've got Kuala Lumpur as well. Uh, we've got destinations in, 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 in India as well nowadays. Cargo destinations, you've got uh, uh, Houston, Rwandan capital Kigali and uh, Nasik in India as well. And uh, we've seen about 7 million passengers handled in the first half of last year, which was a 24.4% increase. Total figures uh, of 2023 in the second half will be re- released uh, shortly. Uh, the airline will be, uh, re- or the airport will be re- announcing those figures. Uh, but we've seen a 14% rise in aircraft movement as well, as well as, and, and cargo has also faced a little bit of a, an increase with uh, uh, with, with, with more uh, traffic movements and uh, overall this is going to be an exciting time so once again a reminder 20 million passengers annually by 2027 when when this expansion project is completed wow that's really going to bring in a lot of tourist numbers and a lot of movement on the Sharjah airport road or the Adhaid road and we are going to see 
a big boost in our uh, economy for sure because we've seen the new projects launching not so far away from the airport, Al Jada. You've got Zahi as well doing really well in terms of real estate investments and projects there. And Al Jada itself is going to be the, the hub uh, overall for in, in t- events and, and activities. And um, we continue to be a very attractive destination here uh, in the Emirates. So really exciting time uh, for us in the Emirates of Sharjah. Uh, once again, a reminder that the work on the $327 million airport terminal expansion has begun after laying off the foundation stone during a ceremony yesterday. Well, stay with us here on The Morning Majlis. We've got lots to discover and lots to discuss indeed. We've got some musical entertainment lined up for you and a bit of a sports update as well to look forward to. Uh, And uh, that's going to be uh, the next conversation is going to be focusing on the world of Arabic poetry. What's happening? All of this will be discussed right here on The Morning Majlis. Between local lines, notes from the Emirate. Yes, this is Notes from the Emirates, and we have to talk about the second hour of the Morning Majlis every weekday here on Pulse95, because we only talk about Sharjah. It's my favorite hour for sure, because we give you guys an insight of all the events, all the things that you should not be missing happening here in the Smiling Emirate of Sharjah. And one of them is coming up just next Monday. It's a seven-day event, and for anyone who loves poetry or literature, literacy or that whole creative world, this is the event for you. It is the 12th edition of the Sharjah Arabic Poetry Festival, and it is set to begin just next Monday, continuing for seven days And get this, it will have the participation of more than 70 male and uh, female poets, critics and media figures representing Arab country. His Excellency, actually Abdullah bin Mohammed Alawais, chairman of the Sharjah Department of Culture, stated that this festival itself is a distinguished uh, poet, poet. poetic platform in the Arab cultural arena, thanks of course to the patronage of His Highness and the ruler of Sharjah. The successive editions establish a diverse poetic scene based on Arab poetic names that represented different generations, combined of course with creativity, all to produce authentic Arabic poetry. And we do know that poetry as a whole, when it comes to the Arabic language, has a very rich history. Definitely does, um, especially when it comes to the the, the poetry uh, that is uh, discussed here in this part of the globe is Nabati. Nabati is, is is something that is called uh, the Bedouins' poetry, mm. and apparently, apparently, some interesting facts for people: one of the most famous historical Nabati poets was Ibn Dahir who lived in Ras al-Khaimah in the 17th century. Wow. There you go. Some interesting facts about mm. it. Um, so w- we we really value this. And uh, when I went down to some of the museums here in Sharjah, uh, there were always some different sections dedicated to the Nabati, Nabati poetry because it's a lot of uh, Bedouin, especially in the central region, in a Vaid area, uh, that they really celebrated and really highlighted that you know people loved the environment, that they actually wrote poets, uh, poems surrounding the, the the, 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 the areas that they live in whether it's the love for sand the, the vegetation over there the lifestyle that they had and it's very simple 
when it comes to their upbringing when they live in the, in the desert. So uh, the chairman of the Department of Culture has said that they're going to be bringing about 70 creative individuals to uh, be a window through which the audience and poetry lovers will view a horizon of poetry reading. So really looking forward to it. Um, the current edition will also witness the signing uh, of new poetry collections published by the Department of Culture in Sharjah and the event titled Development of the Language of Arabic Poetry also will be looking at seven Arab critics while the festival will move to the city of Khan as well as a part of a poetry evening at the Literary Council in that beautiful city. So, so much to look forward to from this particular festival. Absolutely. The 20th edition of the Sharjah Arabic Poetry Festival is set to be uh, to kick off on Monday. So make sure not to miss it, uh, miss this opportunity. And we have another festival that is kicking off today. In fact, it's the 6th Al-Butayah Festival. It's themed Heritage and Authenticity. And of course, it will go off as part of the Sharjah Shopping Festival. Uh, Festival. So the Bataiah Municipalities Festival seeks to conserve tradition, assist productive uh, families, and also safeguard Arab customs. So this includes um, a wide range of cultural, social, and leisure activities in which government agencies and also their strategic partners will play a very, very important role. And looking at the festival itself, it will feature a lot of events such as camel racing and Ooh. historical projects as well. So the event is inviting everyone to take a trip through the past, the present, and of course the future through Al Bataya Festival. There you go. Really important festival taking place and it's a great one for people to learn more about the the culture. So if you've got friends and visitors flying over from different parts of the globe and and they want to be away from the glitz and glamour of our wonderful uh, cityscape then take them over to this festival show them the local customs and culture and uh, really is an insight into the historical parts of the country given uh, the, uh, the, the the love for the environment and the love for poetry and love for culture and arts in this particular emirate as well Stay with us here on the program. Morning Majlis will continue these discussions. And up next, we talk to you about the initiative launched by the Health Promotion Department and uh, why is it so important. And we'll once again do a bit of a recap of the Child Safety Department's uh, new safety campaign for the children, particularly in the winter period. What's happening? All of this will be discussed right here on the Morning Majlis. Pulse 95. 95. Between local lines. Notes from the Emirate. Yeah, this is a really important note. And one that stands out to me personally is called the Friends of Kidney Patients Association. It is actually an organization under the Health Education Department of the Supreme Council for Family Affairs in Sharjah. And they have conducted a charitable initiative, I could say, named Itmanan, which I believe translates to reassurance uh, for the third consecutive time. Now, this initiative will be aiming to visit state hospitals, checking in on kidney patients, meeting all of their needs and also offering them moral support and that should never go undervalued. But during the initial quarter of the year, the initiative actually involved visits from or to Al-Qasimi General Hospital and Al-Qasimi Women's and Children's Hospital here in the Emirates and more recently, a delegation from the Friends of Kidney Patients Associations uh, actually led by Her Excellency Mona Al-Hawai 
the association's chairperson, along with several board members, including Her Excellency Fatima al-Mughni, Aisha Zayed, and Aisha al-Muadhin, they actually visited Ibrahim bin Hamad Obeid Allah Hospital in Ras al-Khaimah, and this was on the 21st of December, and during this visit, the association's chairperson presented a cheque up to 100,000 dirhams, all to support kidney patients facing the challenges. So not only meeting their needs and offering them moral support, but having that financial support and backing as well. Absolutely. And of course, the Ultimatnan uh, or the Reassurance Humanitarian Initiative, it extended through throughout, uh, 2023. And it's a crucial annual field initiative organized by the association to support and stand by kidney patients. And what it does, this initiative, is that it addresses the queries of those patients, the needs, they look closely to their needs. They utilize official communication channels on social media for them. So this initiative aims to strengthen those ties in collaboration with the country's healthcare sector as well, and particularly kidney care providers with the ultimate goal of fostering a very healthy society free from kidney diseases. And yes, it was further added that the recent visit to the Ibrahim bin Hamad Abedullah Hospital included a productive meeting with the hospital administration doc- led by Dr. Yusuf Atayr, uh, the hospital's director. Uh, the meeting focused on exploring avenues of cooperation to enhance healthcare services for those kidney patients and improve the overall quality of medical services provided to this particular group of patients. Uh, the delegation also toured the dialysis centre and the department, ensuring the smooth operation of the medical procedures. Additionally, they also offered psychological and moral support to the patients by distributing symbolic gifts signifying the ongoing support and solidarity with them in their medical journey. Now, furthermore, just another reminder as we discussed this earlier in the uh, this hour was the Child Safety Department's Their Safety First campaign. They are hoping to inform over 2,000 children and 500 parents about safe practices. So what's going to happen as part of the campaign? They'll be leading workshops uh, that can target the children and, and parents to learn a little bit more about keeping their children safe during this outdoorsy season when we're you're going more outdoors, picnics, camping, uh, etc. Fire as well. The uh, when, Whenever there's a bonfire, for example, barbecue in your back gardens could be anything. Mm. And uh, the courses will be training parents on the safe use of automated uh, defibrillators. We've got the CPR machines. You've got the uh, the, the, the making sure that, that you, you're able to deal with the situation of choking, for example, and any other emergency situations. So the campaign will be running until the end of February. So uh, that's going to be uh, that's a, that's an important announcement to make here on the airwaves. Yeah, and they're not just teaching the parents as well. We talked about the responsibility uh, of being a parent and, and not just solely relying on the healthcare services, but it's also about teaching the children making mm. sure that they understand danger when they when, when they encounter it uh, through all of these workshops there's actually going to be a safety measures at home workshop which I absolutely love and it's going to be preventing and providing I should say guidelines to prevent these home accidents and also a how to be a rescuer which will be teaching children basic principles of first aid and yes I use the word basic but these are necessities nowadays to make sure everyone understands when it comes to a first response even the children understand it all as well yeah and you know as, as a new parent and as someone who's also uh, free you know interacting with a lot of new parents mm. as well a lot of them have said that 
80% of the time is keeping a child alive. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah your, your focus is That's on that. That's scary when you it think is, about it. When you, because when, they, when they're toddlers, for example, I mean, uh, uh, my, my little baby Hanan is only four months old, so uh, you know the choking mm. does happen, whether mm-hmm. it's milk or spits or whatever. But when it, they grow older, toddlers, they pick up anything. Mm-hmm. Put anything in their mouth, Lego pieces, coins, could be a ridiculous item that you would assume that you shouldn't put in your mouth, but the toddler will not care. Yeah, I, and is it is it kind of like all that they knew or, or have known when they're growing up is eating? I mean, mm. they just sit there and eat and, and, and drink milk or, or water. So the idea of wanting to learn about something, whether it's an object on the floor, whatever it is, is putting it in their mouth, you know? Exactly. Um, so it's just second nature for them, Well, I've done it when I was growing up. You know, I went up mm. to the iron thinking it's quite cool. If it's hot, let's touch it. Mm. Let's touch a, a lamppost, for example, just because it's open. I've done my fair few of <laughs> those silly behaviors. And sadly, there are so many risks around. Yeah. Uh, that, that is very important that these campaigns are out there. And kudos to the Child Safety Department and the Supreme Council for Family Affairs for organizing uh, such very Im- informative uh, uh, initiatives and campaigns uh, for the general public. Well, stay with us here on The Morning Majlis. We'll continue the conversations and uh, we shall return right after the news headlines con- and uh, focus a little bit more on the world of gaming, entertainment and education. What's happening? All of this will be discussed right here on The Morning Majlis.